My name is Philip Sean. Welcome to City Trends. so good to be coming your way once again with some relevant technology conversations it's a brand new year but hey the conversations do continue on the show this is your number one radio show focused on technology conversations and guess what we're going to start off the year with some very interesting revelations all about artificial intelligence and some of the things that um, you should be looking out for in the coming year that were unveiled at the Consumer Electronics Show in the US. But that's not all we're going to be discussing on the show today because today I will be telling you about some of the things you're going to be doing on the show for the course of the year, some of the segments that you know, some of the segments you don't know, and some of the surprises that we have up our sleeves as well. The show is proudly sponsored by First National Bank. We're proud to have them on board. And it's going to be a great show, so you can be a part of the conversation. Just send us a WhatsApp on the WhatsApp number 0549-986-996. The number, once again, is 0549-986-996. Alternatively, you can send us a message as well on Twitter by simply adding the hashtag CityTrends. That's C-I-T-I-T-R-E-N-D-S. It's going to be a great show and we are more than happy to have you join us. Today's show is going to focus on um, the power of artificial intelligence and how it is transforming technology development globally. Now, the insights and the products from the Consumer Electronics Show, which um, ended sometime last week, is going to basically be, we're going to be picking lessons from that particular show and also telling you about some of the new developments that are happening around the globe. It's going to be a great chat. In the studio, I have Ernest Ni Ajay or Aja. Akron and Bernard Archibald Beidou. They are both associate software engineering analysts. We'll be asking them what exactly that is. Um, and they work with Rancard and we'll be finding out more from them. So sit back, relax. Make sure you take down the number 0549-986-996 or send us a tweet using the hashtag C-I-T-I-T-R-E-N-D-S. <music> Has your computer developed a problem you don't understand? Is your phone refusing to respond? 
Is there a computer virus you're battling with? Are you having problems signing into your account? Share your tech problems with City Trends and we will get the experts to help you solve them. Send us your problems via WhatsApp number 054-998-6996. You can also send us a tweet using the hashtag CityTrends. Share your thoughts and opinions on the show via the WhatsApp number 054-998-6996. Tweet at us using hashtag CityTrends. So every January, there's a conversation globally about CES, Consumer Electronics Show. It is basically an annual trade show organized by the Consumer Technology Association. It's held every January um, in Las Vegas in the U.S. And it's basically a meeting ground for new products, for um, companies to come and showcase, you know, some of the new innovations that they have on offer. Um consumer electronics, phones, like think about it. Anything that has to do with groundbreaking technology being used to change the way we view our world is basically showcased at CES every year, every January. And it happened again this year and a lot of people have been following it. But it's not just about the fact that it was CES, it's about some of the lessons that were picked up from CES. And one of the biggest lessons that um, we we picked up from CES this year was about the usage of artificial intelligence and how prominent it has become over such a short period of time and how people are deploying it in all sorts of manners and all sorts of ways. And so we reached out to two individuals who, um, they, they might not necessarily look that geeky, but they do enjoy the geeky side of life, but then they have a good laugh as well. So Ernest and um, Bernard are Associate Software Engineering Analysts at Rankard. Um, what, so first of all, gentlemen, you're welcome to the show. Um, real pleasure to have you guys. Um, what exactly is an Associate Software Engineering Analyst supposed to be doing on a daily basis? <laughs> okay, Philip. Thanks very much for having us today. Um, we're excited to be here. So, associate software engineering analyst mm. is just a mouthful. And yeah, I don't know why you even want to have it. Yeah, basically, we are software engineers. Okay. So, um, we all know what software engineers do. That is, we architects build and deploy software solutions. Right. But what we do, that's Archibald and I at Rankard, is that we work with Rankard's innovation lab and we handle research and development in a host of areas. Things like machine learning, artificial intelligence, and new innovations that directly plug into our products and enable Rankard mm. to win to, as a business right. and also help our clients to win. Not bad. Not yeah. bad. Yeah, so um, when Niaja was talking, he mentioned some few things right. um, about deep learning, and we would like to um, talk about what deep learning is. Now, mm. deep learning is... Now, first of all, let me start by saying this. On, on average, every human being has billions and billions of neurons. And what do these neurons do? Um, when a human being wants to take um, a decision, it's these neurons that activate certain pathways, try to draw some mappings of whatever you know so that you can arrive at a certain decision. Now, um, what deep learning aims to achieve is to ha 
is to mimic the behavior of this brain and then put all of these into machines so mm. that they can actually do things as if it's a human being that's doing it, make mm. decisions and do a whole lot of stuff. Mm. Yeah. Is that is that the basis of artificial intelligence? Is that sort of like the base upon which um, the whole ecosystem of artificial intelligence sort of built upon? Now, um, when we talk about artificial intelligence, mm. it's it's a whole lot. It's it's Too very much. it's very very big. And if we decide to talk about artificial intelligence, I think we'd have to take like two, three, <laughs> even years to talk about yeah. it. But um, deep learning and machine learning is an aspect of of it of of AI, and um, it's it's that part that um helps machines to learn. Mm. Okay, there there are other forms of AI that um helps agents or let's say these AI agents make decisions based on ground rules. Right. Okay. So they are already there. So when the AI wants to make a decision, you know that okay there's this and this leads to that and that leads to that. So if someone should probably ask like what exactly is AI or what exactly is artificial intelligence? Like how how do we even answer that? Okay. So the thing is artificial intelligence as a field when it started around the late nineteen fifties it was basically supposed to be modeling human intelligence right. in machines, mm. okay? But as time went on, and when you hear artificial intelligence today, let's take it that there are two different aspects. There's ANI, that's artificial narrow intelligence, mm. and AGI, artificial general intelligence. Mm. Most of the time, when we hear artificial intelligence, we are talking about ANI. So that's artificial intelligence, that's very good at specific tasks. Right. So these are models that can do particular things very well. Mm. They can do it way better than humans. I think we've heard about um, AlphaGo. So that's a machine learning model that can be the world best players at Go. Mm. We've also heard about machine learning models that also play chess and can beat grandmasters. Mm. So the thing is, even though these things are very impressive, they do one thing and they do it very well. So that's artificial narrow intelligence. Mm. When we talk about AGI, artificial general intelligence, I think we would say that was the original goal for AI. So that's machines, that's software that understands and can apply common sense, Mm. let me say. Mm. So it can look and it can learn Mm. and it can do that in a host of areas. So when we talk about the AI systems we have today, they can do one thing very well, but they are not as good as a four-year-old child at common sense, basically. Right. So um, to add, so, I mean, when I when I see it in that sense, so what, like, like what's the big magic? Like, what's the big deal? Okay, so um, the ma- four year old can still be <laughs> good at common. I I don't know. So the the magic comes in when you realize that, um, first of all, it's is the impression we ba- we have about machines, right? right? We know that machines are supposed to be um take input and then give us something. Now, rubbish in, rubbish out. Yes. Mm. Yeah. So now. When somebody comes and realizes that, oh, this machine, even if I provide in rubbish, it's able to give me an answer as if it's a human being that mm. is sitting somewhere manipulating. Mm. That is where the magic comes in, mm. right? So when you talk about artificial intelligence, it's about giving um, machines. Now, when you talk about machines, it's not, we shouldn't see escalators somewhere doing a whole lot of stuff. It could be your headset. It could mm. be your wristwatch. It could be your mobile phone. And these things are stuff that we interact with. And mm. if it has reached a point where it's, um, make decisions as if it's a human being somewhere mm-hmm. giving its orders, then I think it's something that it's quite magical. Yeah, it's it, for for someone who probably hasn't encountered AI in in its most physical form. Oh, okay. Like, what kind of real life examples can can you paint for people who have no idea what AI really is about? 
Okay, so the thing is, sometimes most of us don't realize it, but already AI is integrated into almost every aspect or every facet of our lives. Right. For example, if you go on Instagram, when you go to your explore tab, you always find content that is relevant to you. You always find things that you want to interact with. How does Facebook do this? So they look at the billions of posts on IG mm. every day. There's an AI that looks at that and it tries to learn what is relevant to you, Philip, or you, Archibald, and is able to pick out the things that you want to interact with. Mm. So even in Instagram, we have AI there because a human being cannot sit down and look at all the posts and say that Philip will like ABC, so let's show it to him. So we have AI that is able to go through all that data and is able to give you relevant stuff. If you go to Google search, right now everything that happens in Google search is basically AI. So it's able to understand your queries a little bit better. They call it the knowledge graph. Mm. So if you search for a human being to the left of, sorry, to the right of your screen, you see more information about that person. Mm. So basically I understood your query. If you look at Google Maps, Google Maps is able to tell you the best route to take based on traffic congestion and other things. Mm. If you look at even... Yeah, so one thing I wanted to talk about, I don't know, Philip, have you realized this? You can go to YouTube today, you can watch some videos, mm. listen to, let's say, Shatawale, you listen to Stoneboy, and the next time you come, you have um, suggestions or recommendations yeah. from other, let's say, um, dancehall artists right. somewhere. Right. Now, how, how would a human being know that, okay, today, um, Philip listened to this song, so maybe he would like to listen to that song. Mm. And all, all of these things are AI systems. There's okay. something weird that happens on Facebook these days. Okay, okay. not these days. Like, okay. I get these tag notices where something or someone that looks like me, like, I'm suggested that I should tag myself because the and honestly, like, nine times out of ten, it's probably a picture of me or someone who looks almost like me. Is that is that, like, AI being deployed in that sense? Okay, like... That's it. That's what you just described. And now, what mm. what Facebook does is that we we all upload content. We all upload um, pictures and stuff like that on Facebook. And mm. what um, Facebook does is that it's it, it's been able to develop these models such that it will recognize you, right? When he sees a picture of you, you know that it is Philip. Mm. Now, if somebody posts a picture somewhere, now this picture goes through the model, and the model is able to predict that oh, there might be a certain Philip in this picture. Mm. There might be a certain Ernest in this picture. Why don't we tag the person? You get it. So the picture comes, and then you'll be in there, right? How many, how many, um, how many posts go to Facebook a day? Millions and millions, yeah. right? So um, what? And then if if you give that picture to a human being, the human being will be able to say, okay, this is. So why don't we teach the, the machine to be able to arrive at this same decision, mm. right? So when we do that, we give we, we leave the model there, the model takes all these pictures, and then is able to predict the people that it sees in, in that in that um, um, image. Right? Okay. So a key thing I would like to add to the Facebook example is the fact that the more times you look at a picture and you say, this was Philip. Right. So when they show you a picture and ask if it was you, and you say that this was actually me. So all this is information that is going back into the model to make it better. Right. So that's why you always see people looking for data, more data. Mm. You see, the more data we have, the better these models are at predicting things. Mm. Yeah. So mm. That's, that's interesting. Share your thoughts and opinions on the show via the WhatsApp number 54 Tweet at us using hashtag CityTrend.
All right. So, yes, indeed, you can get in touch with us um, as you heard that. So, talking about CES 2020, what were your impressions about some of the technologies that were on display and if you have some that like stuck in your mind um from some of the exhibitors and things like that you, you can let us know okay so um ces um ces have quite interesting issue right um it's it gives the platform to um manufacturers developers and companies to come and showcase the ideas they have for mm. that particular years it could be um a prototype it could be something that they have developed in the lab right to give to show the the world the kind of innovations that they are working on, the, um, quite some few um, interesting things came out of CES 2020, and um, some of them really caught my attention. Mm. Like it's it's some of them were really like you, you think about them and be like, wow, um, I don't think even this how kind did of, they even think about that? Yes, right. yes, and even looking at the kind of you know like the way it, um, the innovation level is, I don't we don't know whether we can even get these things here in Africa or something like that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. So what 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 were some of those technologies that, that stuck out for you? Yeah, so um I've I followed um CES personally and then one thing that caught my attention was, was Bali. Um Bali is was developed by um, Samsung, right? And you know um people are quite um familiar with Alexa, Siri, right? right? Amazon's um, Echo, those kind of stuff. Now w- one thing that is unique about Bali is that it is movable, mm. right? So it can follow you everywhere you go, mm. right? And then was that little ball? That little ball, yeah. yeah. Okay, so um, so imagine um a ball the size like of a tennis ball. Yes. That follows you around everywhere you go. Yes. It has a camera. Yes. So it can actually notice like where you're going and everything. Imagine a ball like that following you around your house. Yes. I'm assisting you. Like you can talk to the ball. You can like schedule assignments. Yes. You can do whatever you want by just speaking to the little ball that is full. Imagine something like that. And that's what you're talking about. <laughs> why why was it so no, uh, well, interesting what? for you? So one thing is... Um, well, being a, t- a tech guy, it's not just looking at it following you, but right. the kind of um, intuition, the kind of um, um, the work that went into that. Mm. Now, um, in there, in that little ball, you could see a lot of AI. You could right. see a lot of models in there. There's speech recognition. There's image recognition. There's um, a, a knowledge base in there. There's a question and answer. So it's like a whole lot Everything. of things. Like you could see. Um, this big, big things narrowed down into a single ball. And when you look at it, you might think that this thing does nothing. Mm. But if you are to dissect, you see that there's a whole lot of stuff in mm. there. I tell you, it's it. <laughs> it's it. Very, very. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, very. I would like to continue on Bali because it also caught my eye. Right. I think um, the interesting thing about Bali for me is the fact that it looks like an evolution of um, smart speakers. Mm. So the thing about smart speakers is the main interface for interacting with them is your voice, right? So if you look at the Amazon Echo, Alexa, Google Home, Apple Home, all of them use your voice. I think what Bolly is doing is trying a new form of input into the mix. So that's vision. Mm. So Bolly has cameras. Mm. So now it's not just about hearing what you're saying, but it's also looking. So um, they give this 
part of the demo where someone was doing a yoga exercise and Bolly went behind the person to look at how the person's hands were placed, <laughs> then suggested that no, it's not like that. It's like this. So it's just right. It's just it's just a, a higher level of home assistant mm. where it's not just about you talking to it, but it also follows you around to and, be able to preempt. And, and yeah, exactly. So, and that that's the part that really gets to me. The yeah. fact that it's actually able to analyze a pattern. Yes of yourself and what you do and then is able to go beyond just giving you what you ask of it but then also suggest things to you as well because it's it's learning it's basically learning right it, it becomes part of you and tries to capture your movement tries to capture your daily routine and stuff like that so mm. let's say you you are to go to work um today at seven and then you miss it and maybe Bolly will come and wake you up because mm. you know that at this time my master is supposed to go to mm. now one thing that is very very funny about Bolly is imagine going to take a shower and Bolly is following you <laughs> now, that would be very very tragic right <laughs> and we have concerns about data now <laughs> yes, just imagine and, and security and everything else because yes, imagine yes. someone um, quote unquote borrows your Bolly like then what happens but I mean still still on it which other things really stuck out for you um, over the course of the one week um, CES um, as happened um, over the course of last week? Any any other technologies that really um, stuck out for you? Okay, so another thing that um, we noticed about CES is, so tech is no longer just about hard machines and maybe computers and maybe cars and all that, but you see companies from other industries like food mm. coming into CES. Mm. So there's this interesting company called Impossible Foods. Mm. Um, what kind of meats do you like? You like goat meat? <laughs> I prefer goat meat. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> I, I really, don't play with my goat meat I and really my like chicken. Pork. You know? I really like yeah. pork. I really like I, pork. I, I believe um, what is unique about pork is the the, the, um, the evil spirit that Jesus plays. <laughs> 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 it gives it, it, it gives it, 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 it gives it a very unique taste. <laughs> yeah, so you see, um, the person that created Impossible Foods was concerned about climate change okay. because of the so the CO two emissions from rain animals. So if you look at the contribution of cows to CO2 emissions, it's quite high. Mm. So this guy, he was a professor at the time from Stanford. He decided to look for plant-based alternatives to meat. Mm. So this company produces meat from plants. So as you go and the texture, it looks like meat. If you taste it, they claim, I haven't tasted it. They claim it tastes like meat. But it's actually no, based on chop it alone. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's ever take over here. But what? yeah, so it looks like meat. Mm. The texture and everything. It looks so realistic. If you go online it's and look just, at the pictures. It's plant based. It's plant based. Totally mm. plant based. And it's more healthy and it's better for the environment. And they are making waves. So they, they, we, a lot of noise was made about them last year. So last year what they demoed was basically um, a party. So the meat in a beggar. So that's what they rolled out last year. This year they went for Archibald's favorite pork. Right. So it seems they are rolling out more and more kinds of different types of meat, and which are plant based. Which are plant based. Right. So they are gaining traction. So mm. if you are, if you are in America, if you go for so be, they have a partnership with Burger King, right. Where for their vegetarian customers, they actually that's serve. They for them. Yeah. So they actually serve a burger wow. that is totally. Wow plant-based but tastes like meat well, I'll, I'll be coming to take your final um, um, products that really stuck out for you at um, um, CES but we have some messages and I'd just like to take them hi good evening Philip interesting conversation on AI I want to ask if all automations are AI driven or 
automations can be independent of AI. That's a message from Fred inside Medina. Anybody wants to take that real quick? So he's asking, Fred is asking, um, I want to ask if all automations are AI driven or automations can be independent of AI. Um, I think in some instances, yes. I think in some instances, yes. Um, because um, some automations are, some automations follow these hard rules, right? After do this, when you are done doing this, do this. Mm. After that, do that. You mm. don't really need intelligence in there, right. right? So some automations can follow strict rules and it will be fine. Right. Yeah. Right. Second um, um, comments coming in. Pascal, our buddy in Adenta, says, I'm excited about the AI or the AI discussion. Explanations are simple to understand. I hope more and more people get to realize that AI isn't rocket science. In a certain sense, some people see it as. And everyone can get to embrace the AI revolution. Kudos. Well, thank you so much, Pascal, for getting in touch with your comments there. And your comments are indeed welcome on 0549986996 or send us a message on Twitter using the hashtag C-I-T-I-T-R-E-N-D-S. We will be very glad to have your comments, so make sure they are coming through. So, final round of um, the technologies that stuck out for you at CES, if you can just give us that one before we hone into the specific things about CES, um, especially connected with AI, that really stuck out for you, and then we can wrap up on the conversation. Um, Alright, so um, one last thing that I would like to talk about is the, is the new um, visor that's, um, that, that was developed by Bosch in mm. Germany, right? Okay. So now these, these you know, um, in, in vehicles right now, we have this, this um, visor that you, you roll down when you, the sun is shining on your, on, your, on your eyes or something mm. like that. Now what these people did was to, now the, they made the thing transparent, right? Mm. And then they placed cameras in there. Now, what the camera does is it tracks your eye movement. So it sees that, okay, you are looking this way. Now, how do I block the sun from getting in contact with your eye? Right. So now when they, when they determine where your eyes are, they try and darken that part. <laughs> right. So, oh so it's 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 a transparent screen. Right. Right. You can't see it through it. But when, when the sun hits on it, some parts are being are darker than some other parts. Yes, and it's it's not as if it's static. Right. When you move your head this way, it follows you. When you move your head that way, it follows you. Just and it's just based on your eye movement as well. Yes, image recognition in there. It's it's very very. And I I, I think um, what I think we will be seeing this soon in in most of the cars that will be released later this year. Wow. Wow. It's, it's, any, it's any 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 other technologies that struck struck out for you? Um, so um, most of the time, CES there are so many serious um, tech solutions that right. you see around. Um, even there's this company Brainco. So Brainco that's prosthetic hands. Mm. Now, what's special about Brainco's prosthetic hands is it actually uses your brain signals and brain waves to move the prosthetics. So there's this AI training within the prosthetic hand that tries to detect the signals from the amputated part of your body. Mm. Then it tries to learn what different signals mean in relation to you. Mm. So then it's able to move the hand as if it was yours. Mm. And it's... Wow. Sorcery. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's basically using your brain signals. Yes. Yeah. 
yes. to so it, and it translates that for the arm to do what your brain, brain is telling it to, to do. do yeah. Yeah. Yo. Artificial hand. Um, the, the the last one that I was I really liked was robots. Right. So what robots does is, if you're in the loo and you're out of row, it actually brings you some. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that was the most practical thing from CES That's something we all like to buy. <laughs> yes, indeed. That is something that we would definitely all like to buy. And it's called robots. Robots. Yeah. Robots. Yeah. Um, please look out for it when you travel. Um, if it comes to Ghana, we'll tell you about it so you can go grab it. But I mean, w- clearly. The world is moving into a space where artificial intelligence is like it's like water or yeah. air. But at the base of it is data. Without data, all of that is not possible. Yeah. And I'm just wondering, coming back into our space, like how much more work do we need to do to be able to get our technology entrepreneurs working so much better with Number one, data. And number two, building some of these kind of solutions that quite frankly do blow your mind. But when you think about it, it's like, why didn't we think about it in the first place? Mm. Okay, so um, first of all, we, we need to accept it. We need to accept that, um, as somebody mentioned in the comments, AI is no rocket science. Everybody everybody can do that, right? So it's, and then the information too is out there. Ghanaians need to, read more about AI, Ghanaians need to research how to build systems like that. And then I, I believe um, the, um, the government can also help mm. in the sense that they need to open up when it, when it comes to data acquisition and mm. stuff like that. Now, data is expensive, mm. right? There's, um, we went for a program, I think, last year, and Google is sponsoring most um, startups in Uganda. Mm. What I did, you might think that Google don't, don't know what they are doing with their money. They are just um, sponsoring a company that is into air quality monitoring, mm. right? But when you think about it, you see that now, if I'm giving you money to develop your systems, I'm giving you database to store your stuff, at the end, all the data that you collect comes, comes back, back to me. me. Mm. And now what, what can I do with the data? I mm. just, I can't do anything. Mm. And then the value I'm going to get out of it will be more than the money that I pumped into into your startup. Mm. So um, I think the government should should help. And then also... And private sectors should can also come in, and then. Okay. So an, another thing I'd like to add, and one of the key tenants of the success of tech companies in Silicon Valley has been the partnership between academia and industry. Mm. So if you look at some of these top tech firms, if you look at the heads of their AI labs, people like Andrew Ng, Yan Li Kang, you see that these are guys that were in faculty. Mm. So you see that there's this sort of collaboration between academia and the industry. So you look at a lot of the data sets that are used for training when you are when you start out in AI and machine learning. Mm. You see that these were this was data generated by universities, right. and this was given out to industry and people try to learn from that. Mm. So I think it's very important that um, universities, so when I say academia, especially universities, right. embrace this sort of AI revolution, embrace this sort of openness when it comes to data, mm. so that entrepreneurs don't have to go through so much stress to gather this data, mm. because these institutions have been gathering data all through the years yeah. for people's projects and all. So mm. I think it's very important that in our space we also replicate that and try to have that sort of synergy with the with academia. Yeah. So I'm um, adding to that. You see that when you, when there's that bridge, okay. Students also tend to like 
the applications of AI, right? Right, right now, we see it as a... It becomes pure, almost second nature to them. Yes, yeah. yes, because they are... Like, this company wants to do this. Now, we have students who be uh, who volunteer to gather data, volunteer to research, volunteer to build models, train models, deploy them. Hack the models. And then... Learn from the hacks of the models to hack again. <laughs> <laughs> and then later, later see that, oh, wow, what, whatever I invested my time in is actually working somewhere. Yeah. It's, it gives you some form of fulfillment yeah. and it's, it to also help. We have one more comment. And hi, great program. Awesome discussion. My issue is we sometimes have discussions in the office. And when I go online, um, say YouTube or Facebook, my suggestions are those discussions we were just having. Is this snooping-based AI or what? Thanks, Ejari from Achimota. Thank you, Ejari. Thank you so much for that one. It is so true. We're having a conversation about some shoes. And then I go onto Google and it's suggested to me. Is this snooping AI or what exactly is it? <laughs> wow. Ejari from Achimota. Um, so the thing is, we need to understand that because of the recent backlashes when it comes to data privacy and all, Google and all these tech firms give you so much control nowadays over the data that you give them. So the truth of the matter is unless you say, OK, Google, no data from your phone is actually going to the cloud. Right. That's how the model has been built. The thing we need to understand is that as human beings, we are not as special as we think sometimes. <laughs> so people are actually searching for shoes too. Right. And a lot of people are looking for a particular thing. So when you go online and you and see you that... sort of fall within the, the a certain age range or something like that, or your your particulars are sort of within... So, you see, giving it to you. So sometimes it's not like it's listening to you, but people are actually just looking for the same thing. So that, that's why... <laughs> Well, Shalini, I would, I would, I would try and then I wouldn't support you on that because <laughs> I, I think, I think these these companies, right? They are, they are like in the political sense, they are brothers, yeah. right? Google and Amazon, they are brothers. So, so if somebody goes to um, Amazon and search for something, some, uh, Google can say, "Oh, Shalini, you somebody What's came socketing, because all these things um, helps in the art industry, right? right. Yeah, so. I think I think that's it. That's it. I mean, so wrapping up on the conversation, um, it's it's all well and good yeah. that you know all this technology exists and it's exciting and everything. But bringing it back home, bringing to the basics, you know, what in your opinions do you think we need to do to be able to first of all get the best benefits out of the application of AI within a Ghanaian you know, setting or system? And how do we even move forward with it? Okay. Um, this is very, very important. And one thing you, you've realized with, is, with Google is that um, they didn't start off building solutions for the whole world, right? Now, what, um, what they did was to create the niche from, for themselves in the U.S., mm. right? So back here in Ghana, we shouldn't think of solving Google skill problems. We should create the niche for ourselves in Ghana. When it comes to Ghanaian setting, we should be the masters here. We, we can develop ourselves in to, um, to the extent where Google will come to you and say, oh, I want to tackle a specific thing in your country. And I could see that you are the, the chief here. So yeah. let me just plug into your system. And then together, we'll make the world a better place. So mm. I think Ghanaians, we should create the niche for ourselves here. Mm. So mm. We, should, we should try and get data. On, on on Ghanaian context, trying to train models on Ghanaian context, and we shouldn't be thinking about trying to solve problems that is in Indonesia or something like right. that. <laughs> Eventually, yeah. Yeah, um, I think, actually I said it all. I think it's important that we, as a people, try to solve problems that 
are specific to us with solutions that are specific to us mm. but sort of to take away from what he said too I think it's also important to learn from what these guys have done already right. so if you look at how um, the AI growth is happening in America China you see there are different models that are being used mm. in America is more led by the private firms in China you see yeah. governments taking an mm-hmm. active so, interest in yeah. fu- funding AI so much I think yearly they plan to put about 150 billion dollars into AI research as a government so I think it's important that we look at what these AI superpowers are doing and we try to mm. learn from them mm. even as much as we try to do things that are for us all right so we have some two messages and um, Vincent one from Vincent Vincent says what advice does me um, have for young graduates who are interested in AI roles that's coming from me in Medina <laughs> okay Vincent so the thing about AI is it's generated a lot of buzz recently mm. and the thing about the tech space also is that material is so easy to find online sometimes the problem is even the fact that it's too much so you don't know where to start from um there's this guy called Andrew Ng he was a lecturer at Stanford he led Google's AI lab also Baidu it's a Chinese company yeah. he has a lot of material for that so you could start off with his AI is for everybody so it's a short course where he just talks about what AI is what AI can do so it's a high level view of the AI space mm. Then when you want to go deeper he also has a course on Coursera for machine learning. Okay. So if you just google Andrew Ng machine learning, the Coursera course there is actually very good. And after you're done with that course, you can actually pay for a certificate. And I think over 70% of the people that took that course actually got jobs. Wow. So and the thing about tech is also you can work remotely. So you can be sitting here in Ghana and you can be doing things for Google all the way in San Francisco. Incredible. Hi there. Good discussion there. Um may I know the security implications of AI? If there are, what measures are there to remedy the situation that's coming from Albert all the way in Tema? Um okay, so um people can apply AI in a very negative sense, right? Um somebody we are talking about this we talked about uh, Bali right now. Right. And let's say somebody want to build a uh, Bali but for um for let's see um drone attacks right so you train you train give body um philips image see anywhere you see philip just, just yes and and people can do that people can do that mm. it's it's very very possible mm. and people can do that so for the negative implications it's 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 there now for security mm. there are a lot of works going on with security right. right um the industry players are trying to come up with policies and ways which people can use and apply AI even governing the kind of data that you use to train model mm. so that it wouldn't be biased right. right there are certain situations where an AI model we see that somebody who know that somebody is is, is black and right. the, because the person is black there are so many things associated with being black and right. all these things can take effect so there are agencies there are industry players who are coming up with um, policies and stuff like that to to address some of these issues interesting interesting Um so yeah I mean it's 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 been a great conversation thank you guys so much for for coming and joining us um it's I can only imagine what else we can do with it but like you said it's is a very basics we have to start from the basics and build on top of that to be able to get any meaningful benefit from artificial intelligence intelligence and 
applying it appropriately. But um, gentlemen, thank you so much for for joining us. Um, you so as you can see, you, you guys have a lot of fans. Um, <laughs> a lot of your fans have been have been tuning in, and thank you so much also for for uh, making time to join us on our very first show. Enesni Aja Akong and Bernard um, Archibald Beidou. They are both Associate Software Engineering Analysts at Rancard. Thank you so much, gentlemen, for joining us. Now, it's time for you to know what we are going to do on City Trends in 2020. Has your computer developed a problem you don't understand? Is your phone refusing to respond? Is there a computer virus you're battling with? Are you having problems signing into your account? Share your tech problems with City Trends and we will get the experts to help you solve them. Send us your problems via WhatsApp number 054-998-6996. You can also send us a tweet using the hashtag CityTrends. Well, if you didn't know, this is the show that brings you up to date with everything happening within the world of tech, both in Ghana and, um, yeah, anywhere else where tech happens. Um, we have a number of segments, some very core segments, and then some new segments that we are trying to bring you for this year. So we have um, four main segments on the show. We have the how-to segment, the app segment, your tech, and trending. Now, for... Um, the how-to segment, this is basically the segment where we try to basically give you a sense of some of the technology terms or features or key innovations, what they mean, and briefly explain it to you, the listener, so you can basically get a better understanding of it. And so for this year, so last year was Jeffrey who was basically handling the segment. For this year, we have a new member of the production team joining us, and that is Nidaku Otu. Ni, what's up? <coughs> yes. Hello, everybody. Yes, hello. So, <laughs> Nui will be the one in charge of the how-to segment, giving us um, some of the terms, some of the features, some of the key innovations um, with specific things um, that we sometimes even take for granted, sometimes we have no idea about, sometimes it's just complete shocker to us. So, Ni, quick introduction. Who are you? What do you do? And um, what should we expect this year? 
Okay, hello everybody. My name is Nidako Otu. Um, um, uh, I work at City TV and now I'm on air at City <laughs> FM. <laughs> um, so basically, I'm a director at City TV. Um, I do a bit of almost everything, yeah, but that's, that's what we like it. mainly director and also. Yeah, yeah, a bit of everything. <laughs> so I mean, so um, in case you hear his voice, basically know that um, he is going to be bringing you up to date with some of the some of the things that we. What is you USB three point zero for example? You know, some basic things. I mean, even even like taking pictures with your phone. Right. People, How to do it? You know, somebody has an How iPhone eleven properly. Properly. How to do it properly? Because you have an iPhone eleven and you see like the person is taking pictures and then see somebody using a Samsung. What S5 tell it, and, and the, the pictures, pictures are better than, and you're like, ah, but I have What's iPhone awesome? 11. How can I pay 7,000, 8,000? Anyway, and so sometimes yeah. it's just as simple as understanding how it works, the parameters in the camera, the uh, extent of the camera, what you can do with it, right. third party software apps that you can use to utilize the full potential of your okay. camera sensor, stuff like that. That's what we're talking about, you know. Yes, you yes. Let, let me start with a small hint. Small. We are not starting today. But you know, right now, when you upload to your, when you upload your status on your WhatsApp, right? Okay, you know that you can straight away send it to share, Facebook. Share, quick, share it. Straight. Quick, share it. Yeah, but, but you tell you about it. You know, it's not today. It's not for today. So that's Nidaku Otu. He will be the one who will bring you that. Now, the man who handed the how-to segment over to Nidaku, I haven't handed over. Is sorry, he will hand. He has handed over. No, not spirit. yet. So he's not going it's to campaign. do it officially. Yeah. Um. He's he's Jeffrey Jeffrey Oku um, has been with the show right from the beginning. Um, he's a man who is in charge and has always been in charge of the app segments. Now, um, I'm guessing that you have a you know, like you have a smartphone, you use it for a number of things. Um, but some of the apps that you have on your phone, you're not really sure what they do. Sometimes you have some things you want to do, but you're not sure which apps would really, really work for you. Well, that is Jeffrey's job. His job is to highlight various categories of mobile applications or mobile phone applications and help you to understand their users. You know, it can be games, it can be weather apps, it can be productivity apps, whichever one it is. Jeffrey's job is to make sure he brings you up to date with that. But there's something that we are trying to do, which is push, push local apps. Yep. Exactly. So, Jeffrey, tell us um, about that. So, this year, this is what I'm planning to do. I have gone to some people and told them that I want to be as diverse as possible. Right. You know, last year, we brought only one app for women specifically hmm. which was just clue right this year we'll do more of that right. more women oriented women oriented apps mobile apps um if you're an you're in ghana you have an app charlie you people it's difficult getting you sometimes <laughs> do not be shy build the app and let us know so we tell the world about it that's all we're asking so sometimes i go to the place or i send an email yo right. this app i want to talk about it right never get a reply nobody i'm like yo let us know so we'll tell the world i want to you know, know. maybe maybe it's not ready yet so why is it on the store that one is a different conversation so why is so it basically there? what we're saying is if you're a mobile app developer from ghana and you're building an app or you are thinking about building an app this is the platform where you can share your work just let us know send us a tweet um and you can reach um jeffrey on twitter at yes um my handle is at oj sapon 
And um, for the man who I am supposed to hand over to, there's something he did not tell you. People. Okay. Boss, he's a device freak. <laughs> Boss, you go to the kitchen. Everyone is having lunch. Boss, don't do that. Then, Charlie, he's reviewing some device. Like that. Then you see Nidako on his phone with some huge headset. Go Charlie, and check the screen, Charlie. He's Charlie, checking some device review. That watching something. <laughs> So yeah, you you might be getting you might be getting a lot of um, device reviews as well from uh, from me. But yeah. Jeffrey on Twitter is at OJ Sapon, and officially the man I hand over to is at Nidako N E E D A R K U. You so know the Nidako the needs them plenty for town. <laughs> there are too many needs in town. So we have to have one unique one. So it's N E E D A R K U. So yeah. You yeah, can follow Nidako <laughs> on Twitter and let him know some of the things that you want explanations about. If there's something that you've heard in the office, people are having an argument about, just let Nidako I know. I gladly share, do the homework for you. Share a tweet with him and then let us know what is happening. So, one of the other apps, one of the regular, um, sorry, one of the regular segments that we have on the show is the Your Tech segment. Now, Your Tech segment basically focuses on specific technology challenges that you, the listening public, face. And we try to get the experts in to answer them and find solutions for them. And we have a new member of the team um, who will be helping us. What are you doing? Sorry, sorry, sorry. sorry. Yo, hold on. Okay. So, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) (laughs) And now, we present to you. Hold on. Try remember? Ladies and gentlemen, you have missed the term Her Royal Highness. We have a new one. HRH. You know what I'm saying? This one is not just Her Royal Highness. You know what I'm saying? This is Elegantus Eleganta. You know what I'm saying? Miss LMD. Imperial Highness. You already know. Her Imperial Majesty. So, um, so we have a new member of the team. Um, obviously, um, the team is excited to have her on the team, of course. Um, so Ellen, Charlie, Charlie, Ellen, Ellen, Ellen is with our online department. So yep. Ellen, thank you so much for joining us on You're the welcome. team. So you'll You're be welcome. handling the your tech segment. Yep. So tell us, tell us, tell us about what we should expect this year. Okay. Um. First of all, I want to say I'm really, really, really excited to be on the team. We're happy to have um, you. Charlie, being the only female <laughs> pressure day here. Hey. But but it will be. But then um, this year with the, your tech segment, basically the problems you have, any problem you have with your phone, your iPad, or your laptop, Charlie, your phone has fallen into water. Any, you are seeing some ants walking on your screen. <coughs> just get in touch with us, and then Wait, we would provide. It's not ants, they refer to our sugar babies. <laughs> Sugar babies. What are they going to look for when they're supposed to? They like electricity. Sugar babies. So, I mean, you can, you can, you can, you can reach Ellen on Twitter. Yep. Yes. How can they do that? Um, the handle is at E-A-D-A-P-A. The at D-A-P-A is D-A-P-A-H. Scrap! E-A-D-A-P-A. So, let's go through that handle again. It's on Twitter at E-A-D-A-P-A. So, get in touch. Let's get interactive and... 
yeah. let's make this work and alternatively um you can send us a message as well during the show zero five four nine nine eight six nine nine six if you're facing any challenge anything at all um just get in touch with us send us a message we'll call you back and then ellen will basically get to the bottom of your problem find you the right person to talk to who can give you your solutions um you can alternatively reach out to us after the show on twitter um just send us a message using the hashtag citi T-R-E-N-D-S. The final segment of the show is the training segment. Now, the training segment basically um, brings you all the top um, technology stories of the week, um, summarized and presented to you in the most easily understandable format as possible and um yao entry is the yep. man in charge of that so yeah, yeah. i mean we, we started off last year you joined yeah. the team last year um what what should we expect this year yeah so this year you should be expecting a lot of trending news so you'll be up to date on what's happening in the technology world with special focus on africa yes yeah. special focus on africa so for example there's something happening with kudigo yeah. yeah so kudigo is expanding to nigeria and i think that's big so we reached out to the CEO of Kudigo and actually spoke to him and he has something to say. So okay, we, let's, let's, hear let's hear him out. That is Pan-African. Okay. And using Ghana as our pilot and test market, we tried to build a solution in Ghana but thinking about it on an African context. Now, from the very get-go, we understood that to be able to scale, we get to understand the real dynamics of various countries. So as of last year, um, January, we were already having business in Nigeria by working through mostly our channel partners in Nigeria. Okay. And interestingly for us, Nigeria has been our biggest market in terms of revenue and traction. So it seemed prudent to be able to have a fiscal presence in Nigeria as we try to build a Pan-African business which was locally owned. So as you heard there, that is Kingsley. Um, he's in charge of Kudigo. Um, that is the sort of thing that we bring you this year. We'll bring you more local content and, of course, giving you a sense of what's happening globally as well. Yeah. So, so Kudigo, Kudigo is a, it's a consumer retail, they're in the consumer retail industry. So they help vendors, businesses sell, they take payment from their customers and they are they're expanding to Nigeria. Mm. It's very big. And when I spoke to him, I actually said they have a lot of customers in Nigeria than in Ghana. Even before they, Even before they moved there. So that's, that's wow. why that informed their decision to actually, to actually move there. Wow. And this is a Ghana business. It's a Ghanaian, is a Ghanaian, business, Ghanaian business. Moving into grown. new territory. Yeah. I mean, they've been on the show a couple of times as yeah. well. And it's just nice to see, to see know, Ghanaian yeah. tech companies doing that. Sure. Any, anything else that caught your attention so, this week? Uh, before the year ended, there's, there's a lot of buzz around 5G, 5G, right. yeah, 5G. Yeah. <laughs> so I think Nigeria tested 5G. That was last year. And then we have a couple of African countries who are planning on rolling out 5G. Mm. So there's uh, South Africa. South Africa will be rolling out 5G. And then Nairobi. Uh, a minute. So Nairobi, Kenya, Nairobi South Africa. Kenya, yeah, South Africa. So they are rolling out probably Nairobi will be rolling out next week. Okay. If I do rule out five G next week, mm. I, I, I got to like think when when are we rolling out five G ourselves? When, when are we hoping to even, hoping to roll out five G? No, first of all, when are we hoping to hear that we might be rolling out even yeah. before the rolling out <laughs> no, begins? How but far so basically, four G. You know, because currently it's three point five sort of high because mm-hmm. even the 4g itself is a question mm-hmm. so let's not get into that let's one get down the first. real 4g you know we haven't started enjoying <laughs> it yet but basically so these these african countries south africa nigeria um 
Kenya. Kenya will be rolling out 5G, 5G in 2020. In 2020. That's incredible stuff. That's incredible stuff. But anyway, th so these are the sort of stories that we're yeah. bringing you in 2020. Locally relevant um, news stories um, within the tech ecosystem. So yes, if you're also out there and um, you basically are into something you know that is worth talking about, well, this is where we're going to be doing it. So make sure you get in touch with Ya on Twitter. OY entry. OY That's just remember that OY entry. Just tweet at him if there's any incredible tech story that um, sometimes you want to verify, sometimes you want us to look into for you. We'll be doing that on the show. Last year, we introduced the Watch Out segment yeah. where basically if there is a tech um, event happening in Ghana, we would want you to know about it so you can go learn what you need to learn there. We are going to continue this year as well. We are going to have this quarter where we bring in some of the most amazing technology um, focused ladies in the country where we're going to be reviewing the quarter you know, within the tech space, they'll be coming into the studio. Lady Omega Hammond, big shouts to you. Thank you so much for making it happen all the time. As always, we'll be having basically review of various technologies various devices as and when they're released on the on the show as well and this year hopefully fingers crossed we'll get back to having our debate on the show so it's a very big one the podcasts are always available and um, you can always access the podcast a day after the show so tomorrow today's show will be available as a podcast tomorrow so you can um stay tuned in and guess what we'll be having some video as well so for those of you who want to get into the see who is talking and put a face um to the voice you'll be getting a bit of that this year as well it's a packed year it's a packed show as always and we love to bring it to you so a big thank you to um the entire production team as well for helping to put the show together and thank you to you for tuning in and um, being a part of this journey with us it's going to be a great year i do hope you stick and stay around and enjoy it but then till next week stay, stay tech -y. Tech -y.